Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the man, myth, the legend, Mr. Uh, Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. I stumbled there for a second. I need some more coffee. But Who am I talking uh, to? Yeah, well, I brain cramp. But um, what I wanted to talk to you about, because again, you're in my second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires, talking about a truck and a toolbox. And really, your story is kind of the American dream, right? Bootstrapped it, just did it, worked hard built great success over over time. Uh, I was hoping you could take a minute to kind of point folks in the you know into the future where opportunity might be um, most easily had because again, I think in recessions in bear markets, there's tons of opportunity, but a, a lot of people don't see it because they're afraid or fearful. So uh, let's let's tell people about some of the opportunities that will be ahead of them. Yeah. So, I mean, opportunity is everywhere you look for it. The problem is most people don't look for opportunities. They think opportunities you know, only come around once in a lifetime or they don't have the skills to even identify an opportunity when it comes along. So the first biggest opportunity is in yourself. You need to have the knowledge, skills and abilities to take advantage of the opportunities that come along. So where are the biggest opportunities going to be? Obviously, for people that you know understand and are in that world, the markets. So markets are going to have huge opportunities once the dust settles, we reach the bottom. That's where the big moves are made. You know, that's where I entered in 2009 at the bottom of the markets, uh, you know, again, back in uh, 2020, you know, during the pandemic. So when these markets take these big, deep dives, that's where your big opportunities are, you know, in traditional markets. Crypto, there's going to be an, uh, big opportunities there once, you know, things reset and the dust settles there with Bitcoin, Ethereum, some of the major cap, you know, altcoins and uh, crypto coins. So, you know, the question is how exponential will they be because we're seeing diminishing returns in those. So, uh, you know, and some stocks outpaced Bitcoin and crypto from 2020 bottom up. So there's opportunities in both of those. And, you know, crypto isn't where it was, you know, two years, three years, four years ago when you could get stuff for fractions of a penny that shot up to $20 and, you know, made a bunch of people a ton of money. And, you know, so you got to be careful what you're messing with there. Real estate, obviously, with mortgage rates going where they're going. Uh, real estate market, if the rates stay high enough, long enough and don't come backwards, uh, you, you know, real estate is going to correct. It's just going to take time. You know, real estate market is slow. The commercial market's going to reset quicker and it already is than than the residential market because that's different. That's a business. That's that's a whole different lending uh, vehicle environment and investor on those assets. So you'll see bigger deals and discounts and corrections there than you will in residential. And then when it comes to businesses, there's going to be a lot of businesses that are under duress, uh, that are having to cut back, having to pare down. Um, and then there's going to be owners that are wanting to retire and nobody coming up behind them in different sectors, service-oriented business, trade businesses, things like that, where there'll be opportunities to take some of those over without any money. We went over that last week uh, and how to do that and you know, maybe roll some of those up and you know, build a nice little conglomerate that you can eventually sell when the cycle repeats itself and, and liquidity comes back into the markets and, you know, interest rates are low and you can borrow money to pay exorbitant multiples on businesses. So now's the time to be building, you know, collecting assets, looking for opportunities. And again, opportunities are going to be where you're looking for them. So they are everywhere. Yeah, I love that. I just I love how you see the world. Uh, one of the things I did want to ask you, because I think there's a lot of opportunity coming in businesses. And again, it's an area I have zero experience. So uh, when I when I look at the next year, just kind of mirroring our conversations, uh, it, would it be fair to say that given what you see coming, it's probably best to buy a business than maybe start one, given uh, the ability to do creative financing to buy a business today? 
Yeah, generally. So if it's a good business with, you know, employees and systems and customer base and things like that, and you see that it has, you know, for your goals, a future, whether that's exponential growth or whether it's just a solid income that you can have an absentee ownership of and get passive income off of by owning. So it just depends on what your goals are and then what industry you're in specifically. But generally, in most cases, it is easier to buy a business and then add value or just, you know, it's a passive investment if you've got, you know, uh, somebody operating that for you than it is to start them from scratch, you know, because then you got to build everything, you got to invest to get it to a certain level and all that. So uh, you just got to be in the right sectors in, in terms of, you know, growth and things like that and sustainability. You want pandemic proof businesses, as we saw, you know, back in 2020, you want stuff that's going to thrive no matter what. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity in the service industry, different types of services online and off. Um, you know, in, in technical trades, as well as intellectual trades, you know, knowledge businesses, knowledge and, you know, skills oriented type type services. Uh, and then there's your traditional brick and mortar businesses that aren't going anywhere. When you look at, uh, you know, alternative energy, you know, solar, medical, uh, food, those types of things, you know, transportation, shelter. I mean, those are the businesses that people have to have the core services that no matter what the economy is doing, people need to eat. They got to have shelter. They got to clothe themselves. They got to educate themselves. You got to have healthcare, uh, those types of things. So, uh, you know, there will be big opportunities, and there already are because you know we've got a little bit of a turning over of the population, you know, right now. Yeah, I think one of the things that's, that when I look at kind of uh, the business area, it definitely is a buy a business, assuming you can get the right structure. Because again, I think the systems and processes, the customer base, you can basically get on terms versus all net new capital, right? One of the things I think is important today is having that that cash, right? Cash is not trash. Uh, so again, don't don't kind of burn it all, kind of starting momentum. If you can buy a business that already has momentum and then accelerate it, I think that's a lot easier, right? Most of the fuel on a rocket is used just to get it off the launch pad. Um, so again, if you could buy a business that's already in the air, uh, it's generally easier. And then again, I, I think you're so right about commercial versus residential. Uh, many of my experts, Anna, Jonathan, and others, are talking about the pain in the commercial market because of debt, bridge debt, short-term debt, uh, new operators, uh, unrealistic assumptions. There are going to be some significant write-downs coming uh, to the commercial debt market. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And those are real write-downs. You know, like I said, in the residential sector, it's you know those are distorted levels. In the commercial sector, it's going to be real write-downs because it's all cap rate. It's all based yeah, on all the cost of the capital. And you know, investors looking for yield. You know, if you're buying a you know an apartment building or a commercial property and you're trying to get a four or four and a half cap, I mean, you can buy bonds now and get the same rate mm -hmm. of return. You can't leverage that like you can real exactly. estate, but from a cash on cash standpoint. Uh, that's what the big money's looking at. So that's why lending is getting more expensive and more punitive. Um, you know, might see credit controls, you know, start to happen. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for the commercial market with rates where they are. And there are a lot of short-term interest-only bridge debt that was uh, originated over the last two to three years, you know, even four years in, in a lot of these mm -hmm. big, big you know, multifamily deals, even uh, you know, our buddy Grant Cardone, you know, every deal yeah. he does is interest only bridge debt. Now he says, I'm not sure some of his loans are 10 years, some are five years, but, you know, he's been doing deals for the last few years. So, you know, he's going to face some issues, you know, with refinancing a lot of these properties. Yeah. And then the other thing is the stock market, right? We are your business guy, really you're everything. I'm definitely a real estate oriented individual, but something I know uh, that I've, I've actually moved some capital over to my uh, Schwab account. So, uh, 
I can buy some stocks at a discount. There will be some great businesses that go on sale uh, in a crash. And, uh, you know, you really could build positions if that's your area of interest. But again, you got to do the work. You got to invest in yourself. This is not a time to gamble. It's a time to, to really look for uh, opportunity. And I think opportunity, like you say, will be everywhere. But where are you focused? Don't be all over the map, right? Well, and understand what a discount really is, too. So, yeah, there, you know, there are stocks at a discount. You hear that on CNBC, you see it everywhere. But what does that really mean? What does a discount really represent? So you need to understand how to value that investment before you just jump into it blindly. And, uh, you know, who's the biggest value investor, most successful value investor of all time, right? Warren Buffett. And yeah. if you look at his fundamentals of how you value a stock or a company, that's a pretty good baseline and guideline. But for me, you know, given that as well as other things, I go back to where were we before 20, before, you know, the pandemic, we were on a big, you know, QE artificially inflated valuations before the pandemic ever hit, then it skyrocketed. So when you think about what's a fair valuation, you look at some price, some stocks like Facebook, Facebook's now back to its 2015, 2016 yeah. level. Down again cheap? today. Yep. Is that a value? Uh, you know? I mean, that was QE and, and, you know, a very low interest rate environment when the stock hit that level. So, you know, a tech driven company, but they have earnings. I mean, it's a big company. They have earnings, they have cash. You know, what's, what's the, uh, you know, valuation right now? Uh, you know, is it, is it a 14? Is it a 12? I don't know what it is right now today, but. I think I just saw it. It was at 94. Uh, last earnings were like a buck 50. So, you know, six bucks a share again, just annualizing last. So what would that be like a 12 maybe? 15 yeah. so something like know, that and then you look at what tech typically trades at 12 to 15 you know those types of things so yeah. uh maybe 18 but you know for a company like facebook going through what it's going through so you know might be a good value right now I don't burning know. five billion in cash on the metaverse or seven or whatever it is yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so uh which isn't a bad idea what he, where he messed up was he showed what he actually had for that yeah. investment which is not good he should have yeah, just kept it early. kind of quiet yeah. not showed that stupid little, you know, his character and what, what he thinks the metaverse is, because that's not what the metaverse really is. It's not representative where the value in that space is. You know, there's huge potential in the metaverse, but not a bunch of cartoon character avatars sitting yeah. on a table interacting. That's not where the value of that you know, that's, infrastructure that, yeah. is going to come from that they're investing in. So he doesn't know how to articulate or maybe even under, I'm not going to say he doesn't understand where, where it's headed, but he just doesn't know how to show it and articulate it right now. Yeah, the the I think it's fair to say the market, the public, don't get it yet, right? Yeah. And I do I do think it's a, a huge opportunity. Is he 2, 5, 10, 15, 20 years early? I have no idea. It's not my thing. But uh, yeah, it's fair to say the market doesn't understand. I think that that's reasonable. But again, folks, the point of this conversation is in a recession, in bear markets, opportunity is everywhere. You just have to look. You have to focus. And uh, uh, Greg Dickerson is a, a living example of just how to do that. So uh, where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. And remember, you know, opportunities everywhere. You just got to go create it. Love that. Thank you, buddy.